everybody. It's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny. And you're welcome along. It's a Shell special today. A. Dervin and Mark Coyle in the house. Um, we're looking forward to the two lads coming in. Before that, Dan and I will have the mailbag and uh, we will name the winner of the Porterhouse Brews from last week. And we thank the Porterhouse Future Ticketing and Collar and Cuff. Decky, I'm on the way. I have to get a black tie for a wedding, Dan. Are you, uh, oh, are you on the way? Yeah. I, I, are, you are you going there now? Um, not right now. But no. you're going to get your free shirt and tie, I assume. Yeah. Or shirt Although, and... would that work with the... I, I think, I'm not sure that applies to black tie now, but well, Decky will sort me out anyway. He will sort you yeah. out, yeah. yeah. Um, Anyone that, else out there just mention us to Decky, Collar and Yeah, Huff. and you get your, um, yeah, your free shirt and tie. Um, good old offer as well. Uh, yeah, what's going on? What is going on, Dan? We had a really busy Friday night again. Busy Friday night weekend, yeah. I mean, how was your weekend? You were in Talca. I was in Talca. Really you enjoyed were, it. Really then you enjoyed were fraternizing with other people. You were at a house gig on over the weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. You? Jeez, it seems like ages ago now. Um, with a lot of Drogheda, sort of Dundalk type fans. It caused massive confusion in my house. I haven't actually told you this. <laughs> that uh, you said to me, so Adrian Taff obviously works for that. Uh, LMFM and it does the Dundalk comms on, on LOI TV as well you said you were going to a, a, that Adrian was running a house gig and you were going to it he was and then you said that your missus was going up to, to it as well with you and I was in my house I was going Johnny's up to a house gig tonight with uh, you know with, with Zoe and we were like I didn't really think they were into that type of music because I was imagining like a house a house gig. But I looked up later on, there was some bloke in the living room with a guitar. I was like, "Oh, that makes Mark Geary, sense." Yeah, yeah. So it was actually a gig in his house, yeah, yeah. as opposed to like sort of electronic, sort of like I was imagining you sort of in a, in a I was invited room. to one of them, like, like one of the Bose bars, basically, or something <laughs> like you know. And I was, I was, Not at I, the moment. I was though. completely thrown by the pictures that I saw. I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, yeah, um, house." No, in a house. Craig Colgan was there as well, who Dundalk fan, um, talking up Galway United. I had to kind of reason with him that things aren't quite as good as maybe they could be. Um, but then on the Sunday, I did a walk around Clarehead kind of pier. It was really, really nice. And there was a Save Talca Park sign in the middle of it all. Whoever put that there. Did you put it there yourself no, the night before after a couple of shandies? No. Uh, I was in Talca Park Friday, though. And you were? I really enjoyed the game. Um, Great oh, yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, it sounded it was good. I mean, I was looking at the LOI TV highlights and it just went from... Shane Farrell's goal in the 55th minute or whatever to Aaron Green's in the 88th minute I was like lads I need to see a little bit more about what happened in this game because people told me it was a good game you told me it was a good game and then like, you look at the highlights and it's like I mean this is basically it Like nothing happened in the second half apart from the two goals there weren't like, actually that many chances between ah, the two come goals on. a bit, of, a bit mm. of give us a bit of something mm. you know what else happens um, it was the, the the changes that really changed the game and Aaron Green came on but uh, I, I don't know like if, 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 if Rovers had dropped two points there which it looked like they would have and I was expecting Derry to beat Finn Harps that would have been eight points Dan um, oh are we which, getting close to the Johnny Ward title prediction well here's one for you is it, oh is it, we're getting close is it a two horse we're race we're around nine in I, I wondered that and then I watched back Pats and Dundalk I thought Pats were very good on Friday for 19 no they were good very yeah. good and, and, and two I think two horse race I mean <laughs> Well, I, I think I think it's 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 possibly going to go that way. I mean, Pats are definitely the other team who can who can enter enter run. I think. I just think there's a few out. We were talking about this, like so. We obviously had Pats and Dock on Friday, um, and Pats were the better team on the night. Just no doubt about that. Um, 
we will go to our mailbag in a minute. Obviously, Sligo Rovers and 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 Bowes disappointing results for them. And you can always over the danger of overreacting to that and drawing to some conclusion. Um, look, I was making the point to you, for example, that um, for, let's say in a top four context, like Dundalk aren't in Europe. This year, yeah. which, which was which for O'Donnell and Pats last year was probably also an advantage too. Mm. That's something. I mean, Slugger Rovers wasn't so much that they were in Europe for long, but the hangover from Europe knocked them for six last year. And there's a danger that could happen to any of the clubs above too. They could get into some European campaign that's draining in some ways. Look, look at Pats last week and look how good Dara Burns was um, and how important he is what they how they play. He's going to be subject to interest in the summer. What happens if they receive an offer they can't refuse for him? So there's these variables that can happen that can completely affect. Well, it. they're decimated um, in midfield, and Young Murphy gets in. Adam Murphy, well. yeah, who's I mean, a real that was, talent. That was hard to watch. He was brilliant for 22 minutes, and I've mentioned him before. Mm. It's someone I've like, you know, I'm sort of aware of people who've been monitoring him and working with him all the way up, and you know, the excitement level about his ability is high. He's got top Premier League clubs, really big agents as well, who want him. But he, this is, I think, maybe his fourth hamstring injury now. Um, what age is he? He's, that was his 17th birthday last Friday. Now, he's quite explosive in how he plays, and people say that might be a contributory factor. You know, he has this sort of burst, and then you see what Obafemi or someone has that issue mm. as well. Um, now, this was a different ham, This is a different leg to where he's had, I think, his previous ones, but still, you could look at that as a positive or maybe a negative that's now happening on the other side too. And is it going to need some kind of... Uh, surgery or something but when it's on a different leg I don't know I don't I mean we're not experts mm. on this um, but it's clearly something they're going to have to look at because I mean he's such a talent and you can see it mm. you know he he sort of he and I actually feel like Pats were very good in that first 22 minutes or whatever they actually lost their rhythm a bit for a while after he went off and Doc's best spell was before half time in the game um, but then Pats were, were good again after but you have these young players like Abanko is outstanding at times and obviously mentioned Dara Burns as well who sometimes his crossing maybe didn't match the build up play but then he put in the two crosses for, 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 for Doyle for, yeah. for Owen Doyle and I um, think w- one good save and I think the second one one excellent save sorry and Andy Burton not to be using the word good I mean good is still a compliment don't well, have to go over the, the top the first save was fine but like it was hard for Doyle to put that much power because it was a dinked cross there wasn't much pace in it obviously no it was good movement one. by Shepard I, yeah. I think it was a better than a good save the second one though I think he's is got the a one, score yeah. the second one that I think in the Pats camp would be like yeah you, yeah. Know, you should have and, that and, and I think Doyle, Hooban and Gaffney have scored between them from play like I think it's four goals I think this is your news this is your stat of the week strikers aren't really banging they're not banging them in we need then. a soundtrack for Johnny's because last week mm. it was the dog shells and bows when he won one game you, you always come up but who gives is there someone feeding you this ago. is someone feeding you this no no, I, your own I, I did. I did look for. I did look for corroboration on this goals from play, and um, because strikers just aren't banging them in. I think patching is joined. But is that scorer. not the problem with the league in the last? Is that new about this? I mean, a couple of years ago, interesting. Junior, junior, junior was top scorer yeah. with fourteen goals. Of course, you, you say that with gritted teeth because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I'm just saying, like that Hooban twenty nine goal season. Like, yeah, was sort of a bit black of an anomaly, or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gravasi's comments there at the press conference, which you had in the paper about teams totally digging in when they go goal up. I think that's relevant as well. It's mm. it's hard to break teams down, and like you could see Pats and Dundalk was on TV. I enjoyed the game now, but there was a lot of like it's very strong defensive play as opposed to strikers who are banging in goals. Yeah, and no, I found it quite enjoyable. I, mean, mm, I enjoyed the game. It wasn't, I thought it was quite enjoyable. I yeah. mean, there was there was the atmosphere around the O'Donnell situation, but that wasn't mad either. It has 
has to be said. Like we spoke about it last week. Some of the passing, yeah. Dan, like McClelland, even the passing out of the back from both teams, I thought Redmond was outstanding. Um, Connolly's passing was excellent from the dock at times. Um, I, I really enjoyed the game for a nil all, I have to say. Yeah, no, it was... Um, I enjoyed the game in Tolkien. Yeah, well. yeah, no, I had a certain atmosphere around it. And as I said, I was trying to say before we went off on a slight tangent, like you know the O'Donnell thing was added tension but it wasn't over the top it was it wasn't sort of um, ridiculously sort of hostile or well Adam Matthews might have just well yeah we'll, we'll come to that in the mailbag we'll a few comments about it um, <laughs> but um, I met him on Sunday at a 19s game and uh, I, I think he was a bit sore about it Adam Matthews really I did, I did yeah I got that feeling yeah yeah, I mean, I don't. I have to say, I don't. I don't really know what that's about. I have my sort of suspicion, and, and I know there's a view that other people would have. Like, I mean, the beef in this uh, O'Donnell sort of situation is really, I think, it's a Garrett Kelleher s- mm. scenario mm. with O'Donnell. I think when when O'Donnell indicated he was going, you know, I think it was a meeting with Kelleher. I think, you know, I think I think it's fair to say I don't think. I think you know it would be acknowledged that Keller would have taken it badly, and I think a lot of people would say, "Well, understandably so, given he gave O'Donnell a chance." But that's where the, a lot of tension comes from, and I suppose Matthews would be perceived as being close to Keller, but you know it certainly seems to be a theory that's 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 knocking around. Um, is that enough to justify not shaking the hand? I mean, I, see the problem with it is is that like Steve O'Donnell on one hand will say well, I don't want to speak about it and I don't want to get into it. But then on the, on the other hand, you then do uh, a public act that sort of draws attention to it. So that suggests, well, you do have something you want to say. Now, this is actually, we didn't, by the time um, we spoke to O'Donnell last week, I, a couple of people had tweeted me about it, all right, but I actually hadn't seen this clip because the minute the game ends, you, you, you go off and you do your interview. Yeah. And unfortunately, like, you know, um, Pats is not one of the great Wi-Fi situations in the league so it was well, very very good to stay online get the report sent and then you're offline completely yeah. and then I just got home and then I watched it back the other day and I realised there was a second one where matches came back yeah. and I was like oh my god how do we not <laughs> ask O'Donnell about this this is like failure you know not to have actually asked that question because it was him actually almost letting the guard down and showing that there was something that was annoying him and you know that but 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 when it when the act isn't explained, it leaves it open to people. Now, I mean, I saw Rich Sadler was on the coverage last week. Um, I saw, uh, and you would have had sort of Pat's fan tweeting at the weekend and saying, "Oh, let's see, let's see what happens in you know court." And and Richie was certainly suggesting from his information that maybe maybe we might see what happens down the line. I mean, I wrote about this last week. I mean, there's been no actions in that court case since January. Yeah, like O'Donnell has it's it's on the record. O'Donnell found a solicitor to defend his case. Um, they lodged some kind of a memo of appearance, I think it's called, in response, and nothing has happened since. Now, the ball is in Pat's court, but I was asking people last week, are we expecting this to happen? And no one really knows. And it's possible, it's possible that we may not hear nothing more of this, or we may we may open up something next week and see that it's proceeding. But... Both sides remain adamant they did nothing wrong, and that's not going to that's not going to change. Um, Bose as well. Just to, before we get to the mailbag, uh, I, you know, looking at the replay on on LOI TV, it looks as if Drawda, according to their own commentators in the night, barely had a, a you know a chance. And I don't know, Dan. It's uh, I'm just looking at at a tweet here. I think it's from Martin O'Shea. Um, and he's just talking about Bose form this season. Kick off until sixty minutes. Bose are top of the table, and then thereafter. They're bottom of the table. 
It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, but that's that's been doing the rounds in in Bo's Bo's world in the Mm. last couple of days. I mean, I know it's a small sample size. We're nine games in, but I suppose last season, I mean, Rovers had all those goals after the 90th minute. I mean, this season, Derry's league table up until the 85th minute Mm. would probably have the mid-table, you know? So, but I mean, you can look at these stats and draw meaning and and look at it. It's like, well, I mean, it is a 90-minute game. I mean, they're conceding goals later on for a reason I guess big game um, against Harps on Friday um, yeah, and um, obviously Sligo as well um, well, let's, let, 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 let's get to the mailbag yeah, let's we, we can deal with all stuff within that hey what's the time it's mailbag time a big bag of electronic letters the mailbag Dan what's going on it's been yeah. a busy mailbag mailbag Simon Canning, you see, not everyone we don't know who to support. Bows need to concentrate on football and sack all those left wing Wokians. Woke? <laughs> is that a word? I mean, I'm not even sure if it is. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a word that's been invented by, by someone somewhere. Um, Sligo have a few problems with a good club to rely on. Re Patson and Dock, unless there is a court case, it will normalize over the year. And um, that's relations, that is. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I think a lot of those left wing Wokians in Bows have, have actually been responsible for some pretty shrewd commercial decisions I think which they have allowed the club to assemble a team in a pretty good budget I well um, would agree uh, Brian Dorney Sligo are the same as last season I always want to add Sligo Rovers because that annoys people but I mean if the person says Sligo we can't be responsible for like them leaving out the Rovers aspect Sligo are the same as last season very average puke ball is going down a treat in Galway for the fans sake it's better if they don't go up imagine the garbage that'll be served up next season against better teams there we go Johnny. big game against Watford on Friday like I mean there's no getting away from it we've been awful to watch like awful to is watch is it really that bad oh it's awful awful yeah and like and I, 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 I'd be fairly in the middle of this like I don't really care for winning but uh, it's, it's, it's awful awful to watch yeah. Kevin, thoughts on the Atlone Town shambles? Uh, we had a few good comments on this on Instagram as well too. So sorry if we only, Kevin's the first one I see. They don't want to give a manager more than two seasons of even that. The board don't seem patient enough to build anything. Fans getting more and more fed up. I'd be worried what might happen to the club when relegation to third tier comes in. Yeah, Martin Russell's gone. Um, this is a joke. They've, they've had three managers now in the space of what, a year or whatever. Um, and like, It did seem like they got a little bit of a burst at the start of last mm-hmm. season. It wasn't one of the theories was because of the compensation money from the uh, the FAI, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that, and also I think it was the FAI Cup semi final and stuff. They got a little bit of, they had a budget and they were reasonably competitive at the start of last season, but then. Mm. that's not the case now. Well, they've, they've, it's clear that locals are still completely alienated by the regime yeah. up there that's, that's 100% Atlone, true I mean some of the Atlons they seem to be quite vocal in FAI meetings mm. but um, Lee Desmond put in a comment um, any suggestion to offer as a caption where are we going for a pint that was the caption for, <laughs> for Matthews and Stephen O'Donnell um, I, don't, I don't think that's yeah, this what is, it was. this is a, a specific photo we put up on Instagram yeah. yeah Lee Desmond didn't get involved in that you know so well he was, he went out of his way I think he's enjoying himself in America he feels like he's far away now he's removed from it now he's yeah. removed from I, it we did, we, did, we did ask for his caption yeah I was hoping it might be something <laughs> a little bit more newsworthy in some respect you know well it was <laughs> anyway. yeah, maybe you know yeah Maybe it's like the caption is something like, no, you were meant to call Lee back, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so let me see. What else do we have here? Um, Alan Lee, he um, disappointed not to beat the dock on Friday. Felt we were comfortably in control for the majority of it. Um, see, some are concerned we own Doyle. Should have scored the second header, but I feel it's only a matter of time. 
Um, and then he referenced it was petty by O'Donnell to Blanco. Do- Matthew, sorry, I'm leaving a few points, a few points along those lines. He's also praiseworthy of uh, Adam O'Reilly as well as Burns and Redmond. Adam O'Reilly did have those great two tackles in front yeah. of the camera. But you know, tackles going. like that in front of the fans, they get you around 15 minutes yeah. of bad play credit, Absolutely. don't they? Absolutely. If you throw yourself into those tackles, you can get away with sort of not showing for the ball for the next five. Yeah. It's fine because you've thrown yourself. But in fairness, O'Reilly was... You wouldn't know, I know. You wouldn't be much of a tackler in fairness. No, no. Uh, but I mean, you know, like trying to get in the ball sometimes. Um, um, Got to think of that Ryan McBride tackling yeah. Turner's cross. I mean, stuff like that just, I mean, it goes and people love it but I, I, Johnny just to go back to that I mean you don't need to tackle if you get yourself in the right position to pick up the ball uh, to be like clear Berbatov sometimes you know, people you're just a lot of industry you're talking making your comeback but really it's, so you're sort of industrious like you're sort of like uh, um, you're sort of like uh, I don't know how I would describe you on the football pitch because you can play a well, good pass you play a good pass but as well you're also like sometimes you're like a sort of a very uh, well schooled puppy chasing a stick like, do you know what I mean? Like, you just get the head. What are you talking about? Like you get the head down and you scuttle to your destination with real purpose. And Anyone focus. who's played with me will know that, that that's just a terrible description. And no. I'm a far more refined player than you're, that. You're refined, but you have a little running style that's very much like you don't stop. I think it's a good quality. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. Little running style. What else do we have in the mailbag? <laughs> um, yeah, another quite a few references. You know, Pats need to become more clinical. Um, is it a problem for? Is it a worry for Owen Doyle? Two goals in nine. Uh, no, I, I scores think, the winner in talent. I think, the, I, think I would have thought the first half would have been more worrying for, for from his perspective that he was outside the box a lot and it's like you need to get him in the area. Mm. Then he gets into the area. Yeah, he missed a chance, but he, if he gets in those positions, he will score. Like he goes to them between I think McCarry and Boyle. And it's no fluke that he ended up there to pick up the cross. So. The goals will start to come. With Quality that. of that. I would have thought that the from. first half would have been more concerning, you know, in a way. Um, Enda Malloy, worried Sligo fan. Our team is expensively assembled and goes out with no urgency three games in a row. A ruthless manager wouldn't let this happen. Um, he would adapt tactics and time during the game. And it goes on. I mean, see, when, when they started the season well and we were getting grief over not maybe including them, we did mm. actually reference the fact that, well, they did start very well last season and it turned very quickly. And it does seem to be a bit of a divide there, even between some Sligo Rovers fans. And sometimes that's just fatigue because the manager's been there for a while and then people get sick with you earlier. In a oh, I, I think Sligo fans are ridiculous in terms of their expectations for, like, to be in Europe three, year, three years yeah. in a row is insanely good. Um, having said that, the UCD probably should win the game. It's a, it's a bad mistake by the keeper for the, for the equaliser. Great goal by Whelan as well. Like, really good play. And maybe UCD are possibly clicking into a bit of form Yeah, as well. I mean, they, they, they've been competitive in, in, in four. Oh, they've got four Well, goals. I think Andy Mudder's point was Dundalk away was the one game where they weren't competitive. They were hammered that night, you know. Mm. Like not necessarily on the scoreboard, but in terms of it being a game, it was they weren't in the contest at all. But every other game, they've stuck in it. But, I mean, again, the point is, like, who are they going to catch, you know? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Drada yeah. are now... Are, are taking on a look of a solid enough side. Um, Harps was, was the obvious one. Mm. You know, like Harps is the obvious one. They need Harps to struggle. And I mean, Harps, their home record actually this season hasn't been that good, which is normally something they can mm. they can rely on as a bit of a crutch. They have a huge game um, against Bowles on Friday. You know, and you can see it's going to be them, but you feel like it's going to be them or drawing mm. it. I sort of feel like, well, I mean, we have a Shells team show today, but it feels like Shells are capable of just been away from that, mm. if not much closer to the teams above them, but we'll see. Um, Andy Mack, yeah, reference to Atlone. Um, we've sort of covered that bit. Um, Joseph Lennon, 
sent us a number of comments, but Derry may be putting it up to... Uh, Derry will put it up to... I think he's a Pats fan, but then referenced... Uh, how cold was it on Friday night? I heard it was warmer on Everest than behind the goal in Pats. I mean, I've never been to Everest. Um, have, you, have you been? No, no, no. Um, Talca was fine, I think. the weather. You were in the press box, Johnny. Um, Surrounded yeah. by body heat. Yeah. You weren't quite out of the elements. How, how good does it look behind the goal in Talca? That's class. The well, it's hard to tell because like the press area, you're, it's, it's an awful, awful But when you watch on TV, and it's true, yeah. I know I'm not going down this draw the road again with the stuff because obviously Talca is dilapidated. Yeah, yeah. The, the appearances matter. And like the, the, that section behind the goal, while Rochelle's fans, it's not great that they're, like, they're celebrating their own team, I, an, op- you know, an opposition team's goal. It looks so much better for the appearance. And even though Shells is dilapidated, it's the place for people to go to. Um, Jack Chambers was there. Stephen Kenny was there. Um, Jim Crawford was there. Robert Watt must be a Shells fan. I've seen him. Well, he lives the, in Drum Contra. I've seen him at the last two games, possibly with his. In the was, news, of course. He was. Yeah, but it'd be great to get an interview with him about the League of Ireland. I mean, he's not going to give it, but maybe we great should get, to get him a on salary the show. off him. Um, well, he's he's very apparently he's a very high achieving civil servant. I no, don't have an issue with high achieving civil servants. Apparently, very paid. businesslike in terms of his FBI yeah, board. But he, he's obviously a League of Ireland fan. He's obviously he's been at the last two shells games. And well, you think he's involved with Drumcondra FC? I think I interesting. Hearing that at the time when he was um, when he was sort of coming into the football. Jim thing. Crawford was in great form, seemingly still buzzing off the win against. Uh, Sweden. The Sweden, Sweden, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and not buzzing uh, off Alan Randall's appearance last week as well. <laughs> you got to follow up on any of that. Um, we got a good reaction to that. We actually. Did actually, yeah. yeah. A lot of Derry people were happy with uh, some of his comments about the Derry, Derry girls last night as well. Of I course. didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. So the the jersey, the the wee English lad had the jersey on, and Derry City responded with our wee English lads on Instagram, which is Zach and Tunde, McJanet, and obviously the boy patching. Um, and the fella and Derry girls, obviously. Um, yeah, but he wasn't in the image. But I think it's good promotion for the club. I didn't think it was a great episode now to be fair oh there we go there we go we'll yeah. add Johnny's TV review into it I'll, I'll watch it and I'll report I'll report back to you Liam Neeson was in it oh yeah was he any football interest for him don't know yeah he's from where is he from um, Ballymena I think Del yeah. says Ballymena yeah that was his stuff Ballymena is yeah. a strange place it was up it's there for uh, uh, oh I think Jackie Fullerton and all the Fullertons are from there aren't they mm. they're all big into Ballymena yes yeah, odd place yeah yeah wouldn't be big fans of All Ireland League, I'd say. Um, Julian Canny, some clubs making clearly making more of an effort than others with the academy. Um, yeah, I think that's probably a statement you can probably agree with. Well, in relation to what though, like I'm not sure what the context was. Um, I think the point was that should LOI teams be sorry, this is the, the previous comment. Should LOI teams be forced to have at least three academy graduates in a match day squad? See, the, the, the problem there is what's the definition of a graduate? Yeah, I think because there's a lot of chopping and changing, like you, you know, between players, like someone like Sam Curtis, say, moved from Rovers to Pats, and mm. even an older age group. Um, but I mean, that is a problem. It's not even so much that some clubs taking it more seriously than ours. Is that a lot of the better players end up at the the top of the academy clubs, and there's a trickle down effect that when they get to under nineteen, then maybe they don't make it at that club, and they go down to say Longford or someone, and they replace the under nineteens that were there. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the problem. But I mean, that's part of the football food chain in a lot of places. You'll see clubs in England have their own academy, a lower tier academy, and then they get to nineteen twenty percent to bring in lads on loan from Arsenal Spurs or that were released from Arsenal Spurs mm. or whatever. Our producer, Delboy, has his daughter, Lucy, in the studio today. Um, she's just no babysitter. And she's 12. And she's playing under 16. There's already a tug of war for her services between two of the big uh, clubs, apparently. And Del is putting this all down to his own 
own coaching, actually. Yeah, but you have to be careful of the parents. You do. But they, but this is it. We talk to be careful to, of the parents. We talk you know, to Ian Mark they, they, that. they'll have people whispering in their ear and stuff like, you know. I have to say, just to finish this up, um, so on the way back from... Sorry, one last, one one last, last comment one. before this, sorry. Uh, Paul Dugan would like to hear a conversation on the state of the pitches. We've done it every week, but let's just reference it again. Yeah. I mean, that Talca goal, the Shane Farrell one, I mean, the assist was the bounce. You watched it. Uh, I, I, yeah, and I, I didn't see that time, but uh, the, the other thing about Talca was the Mount player slipping, like, just falling yeah. over. Anyway, your, your, um, your my last comment before the lads come in. On the way back from Clare Head, after seeing the save, Talca sign, uh, called into uh, St. Pat's goal United under-19s game, and... Uh, Oh God, we're going to be hearing about this um, for months. This is the amount of reference points. I mean, you've already met Alan Matches at the game. Ah, no. What was, else happened at the game? It was just, it was free in. It was very, very enjoyable. It's actually like, I, I, I don't go to underage games. Yeah, no, I, I haven't really gone this year, but I, I, they, don't, they used to send it, they definitely used to send it a fixture list, which would be helpful because I'd go up at short notice, like Bowes would sometimes play up in Sedaden's up the road for me. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I mean, it's, it's great. You never know what you see. Like the first time, you know, I've seen a few players in the league, like Alex Dunn, who's at UCD now, um, just by going to watch him play in the underage league a couple of years ago. Mm. You'll always see something that is relevant in, in time, Go, you know? Going out, we're, we're given a, a battering, but um, Tunde uh, was actually playing. Like, so you, I think the two players, Pats, from... It's just overage, an in, yeah. This is an interesting, because I, I don't think it's a thing in Galway. I don't think, like, it's, it's part of the kind of philosophy there that well I thought Kyle Robinson Dan I thought he was brilliant for Pats like I hadn't seen him play didn't see him play on loan last season but like just kind of chatting to people around the ground maybe 50 people, people 100 there saw young players that you might see progress I really enjoyed it I'd love to do it again actually there we go and, and, and I just know we're going to be hearing a lot of that across the season um, but mystery voice this was last week's mystery voice oh baby do you know what that's worth oh heaven is a place on earth they say in heaven, love comes first. We'll make heaven a place on earth. Might, a topical one. Might even it? get the lads to talk about him, actually, when they come in. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, yeah. It, was, it yeah. was Carl Shepard. And the winner was Ryan McRory. Thank you very much, Ryan. Four Porterhouse. Cameron Ledwidge then sticking the ball into the box and had a good game on, on Friday, sticking it up to Shepard, you know? Oh, he, I, I think... Uh, I think he's going to start left wing back on Friday. I think, and they'll bring Griff. Griffin came back and came in centre. Duff moved him to left wing back and he set up the goal straight away. So he must have been delighted with that. But uh, yeah, he was, Ledridge was very good for the goal. Yeah. Uh, this week's mystery voice, Dan. Wow. It's sourced <laughs> by Johnny Ward. Here, here it is. Here it is. Radio, live transmission. Love, live transmission. And if you uh, know the, the correct answer to that, or even if you don't, get onto our uh, Instagram and Twitter pages and get in. Um, What's the addresses for them, Johnny? You have to give get, the addresses. Go, you can't just look at LOI Central up. Pod. That's easily found, Dan. Yeah. Um, just, just the two lads have come in. Um, Mark uh, has shown me, um, he's gotten a tattoo of J. Cole. Do you know who J. Cole is, Dan? <laughs> no, I don't. But I mean, do you remember when you got the tattoos as a kid that like you bought them in the shop for like 10p and you ripped them off and like they kind of had this like residue off them because that's what it looks like. But no, he's literally, I, I literally, never did that, Johnny, to be honest. He, he, that was, that was he something got, you did over in Galway. You got tattoos. Yeah. He literally got this last week and it's uh, Love Yours, which is presumably yeah. a song, is it, Mark? Yeah, you've. You've ruined the show. No, you've done me yeah. in here, yeah. He yeah. specifically said before he came in, no don't, mention <laughs> don't mention that. Don't mention that. If you work with Johnny for long enough, you have to realise <laughs> yeah. that he doesn't listen to a single word you say 
at any point and basically That's you're talking true. to the wall so um, like I mean that you're just completely done in yeah, yeah. there you go um, not familiar with his work but Johnny he, he, he Johnny did, was at a house gig at the weekend to he, be fair <laughs> but it was, it, it, was, it was in someone's house as opposed to the house gig <laughs> it wasn't J. Cole um, do you recommend J. Cole a bit of rap yeah yeah if you're into rap yeah he what, says you want to get into it yeah yeah, yeah a bit of, what about you Wave what's your music taste but a country. <laughs> um, who's still? Who's your man? Declan Ernie. He'd be your next awards. Uh, he's gone to Bonham now. He's uh, he's left us. So no one really anymore. But I'll stick with J Cole as well, I suppose. Uh, J Cole. Uh, are, you, are you lads living together? So, yeah. The whole context yeah. of this is that the two lads are living together in a. With, four, with three other Shells players in a house. Mark was at Donegal. Is sorry from Donegal playing with Finn Harps. A, the postman in Longford. Always delivers. Uh, always delivers. Except when he plays average. It was the, we, we, got a, we had a piece in the end of the day last year with you and your sort of in your, your postman clubber. And all of a sudden, Damien Duff sold you a dream to come to Dublin. And, and live two together. Two lads are living together in Dublin. But the bigger thing, forget all of that, is the lads used to hate each other because yeah. they were rivals on the pitch. So, I mean, how's this? Is like, do you check into the Big Brother house and have a little bit of an awkward. Tyler hit my ankle when I was about 15 or 16 and. He's uh, he denies it ever since. But when was who was that for? Like Longford, yeah. You were playing. It was my first year. I think I scored against Galway that year too. Actually, senior. Oh, here yeah. we go. Here we go. He's yeah. still talking about it. Yeah. And uh, he did my ankle, and he says he wasn't targeting me. But I think, I think he went for me straight away. It was what? a good tackle. He went off at half time, and they tried to say that I targeted him. Yeah. Yeah. You, Didn't even know who he was before the game. You, you know now Mark has given a very incredulous it wasn't me you know I have nothing <laughs> no, to do with me. this it look. was me <laughs> no it was I'll, I'll claim that yeah. so, but it is interesting though because the position that you both play like it is a combative position you would probably both have the word combative put in front of you describing your style and then you end up in the same dressing room I mean I know we're joking about it but the first time you meet is it like oh Jesus not this lad like you know yeah. <laughs> I would say we both probably were a bit apprehensive like before we met each other but mm. like <laughs> You have to deal with it, don't you? Like, mm. uh, we're both playing for the same team, both want the same things out this year, so that way, like, you sort of just end up getting on. And in fairness, in the house, we actually get on very, very well. So, what's the personality on the pitch then? You said A's the, ch- the chatty one, is he sort of in your ear getting after oh. you then? <laughs> if you ask anybody in the league, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, everybody would say the same about A that he's just like that. But to be fair, then we'd be chatting about it, like, and I think it sort of gets him going, it gets. But it makes him play his best football. So if that's what gets you going, why not? Uh, I wouldn't be really like that, but he'd be very combative. But then off the pitch, totally different. Like me and Shane Griffin would have chatted about it there. Just saying like how off the pitch, then he's totally different. Comical, really. like And just sort of always lively, always buzzing about the house, but no aggression at all. But then on the pitch... It's the it red hair, is it? Different animal. The man yeah. could say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, did you think you were rivals for <coughs> a position in the midfield, I guess, as well? Because you're kind of both holding midfielders. Yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. Mm. Coming up, like, you don't really know. You don't know much, like, and you don't know what way the gaffer's going to go about things and stuff like that. So when I first came up, I was thinking, look, not rivals, but, like, yeah, competing for the same place, but we're playing together now and I think I think it's been uh, it's been good to play with it's good to play with somebody that understands the game as much as Coyler as well and he helps you like as well so he's that how so he's like, as in like he, he talks you through a game he's very vocal in that sense like where I'd be more not a rack but like I'd be getting about the pitch and, mm. and stuff like that and he's that calm presence that I didn't think he was when I first came but 
it's it's a uh, it shocked me in that sense like so a yeah. so this sort of chattiness that you have right as he described it is that something that you've always had say if i was talking to people who played against you when you were 12 13 or was it something that you came into like a, a men's world like into men's first team as a young player and did you need to develop something if you know what i mean to sort of compete yeah i'd say that's when i first came in that's when i sort of brought because i was small and i was slight as well when i mm. first came in so i sort of needed a advantage advantage on people that were bigger than me and taller than me and more physical than me and I needed something so I used that and I didn't really notice it until people started saying it and when people started saying it I started doing it more than just, <laughs> really, just like self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. like. it does get me up for yeah. it though like I know what you're saying it does like if, if I feel like I'm not talking or something like I feel like I'm not I'm not getting going here at all or something like that yeah. I don't know why but it's just in my head not in my head but like it's I think it's an, it gives me an advantage that I think if I wasn't talking, I'd be slow starting or I think that I'm not getting going here or stuff like that. Yeah. So who's so the, the other three people in the house with you are then, just for the listeners, who's in with you? Uh, Shane Griffin, Dan Hawkins and Stan. Stan. So what's the, in terms of the personalities in the house, I mean, who's the sort of, is there someone that's very good on the cooking, sort of cleaning, general roles? Like how does, it, how does it sort of pan out? Who's in charge? I mean, you're probably in charge of music, I'm guessing. Like, you know, yeah. like what's the sort of the, the, uh, the division of roles there? Yeah, to be fair, there's actually a few good cooks. Like uh, Dan Hawkins is a very good cook. Stan, Stan's chicken is unbelievable. I'd say it's better than people go to Nando's and all for chicken. Nando's overrated as well. Yeah, it is to be fair. But uh, I would agree with you there. Where's Stan from, actually? Uh, England. Birmingham. He says he's from Wales, but he's from England. No. Right. He's kind of. But he spent time. In, did he spend time in Norway or something? Or was yeah. you Stan or Dan? Stan. Stan. Stan, Stan yeah. yeah. He's Norwegian. Yeah. yeah Stan's yeah. Norwegian. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but he's more like he was raised then in uh, England. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's been uh, like kind of coming off the bench as well. And yeah. he's So you, you like five of you in the house must be some crack. Yeah, it does be. There's yeah. a ping pong table there. There's darts. Uh, so yeah, it's a bit of competitiveness as well. Is this way. one of the houses that uh, Damien Duff was looking for in terms of his problems with Daft or that he was mentioned trying to get houses for the players? Or was I don't, it I don't, I don't think it was us now. No, I think, I we yeah. think that was someone else. I think it was, uh, we got in pretty we, quick. Yeah. Like. Well, how much did it mean to you when he said, um, I think he said something like he's the best midfield in the country or something to that effect, like you're laughing there now. Nah, it just, it's good words though, like. Yeah. <laughs> Big phrase. It's hard to. It's a, I mean, it's hard I, to I'm paraphrasing as well. But, yeah. but he spoke. He spoke very highly of of you two on the midfield. You'd want your manager saying mm. stuff like that. Like you know, it gives you a bit of. Obviously, it puts a target on your back. But when you're going out, you feel ten feet tall, and you feel mm. like like you have trust in you here, and it's a big, it's a big step. Like and when Damien Duff is saying it as well, like it's yeah so let's just, yeah I imagine it means a lot there's, there's two there's two <clears> different <throat> stories here right because I mean you both as we've mentioned you both sort of gave up situations to come here so like we'll start with you Mark I mean because you last year I think Damien Duff has referenced this you were playing with Finn Harps you also had a you were a job working in the hospital there yeah. right you had a decent job yeah, and, medical scientist yeah yeah medical scientist so um, that's two wages you yeah. know and now you're earning you're earning one effectively. Yeah. Uh, what was the thought process or in your head that came you to made you to decide to, to go this way? I suppose like after last year, having a reasonably decent year, and then just seeing that, I said it to my family. Like I would have said at the end of the year, says like, if say something did come up, and I thought it was right, I would say yeah, I would actually take the gamble. Not such as a gamble, but just thought, why not give it a go? What's the full time was in your yeah. head basically? Football, yeah, yeah full time, and then. <laughs> It was probably just a bonus that it was Damien Duff I came calling sort of thing like 
let's be honest with you, every one of us in here would know him as a Irish hero when we were all growing up. Like so, when he comes calling, it's sort of one of them ones where you're like, right. I said to myself that if the opportunity came, I'd go, and then he sort of just tapped it off. So I sort of thought I had nothing really to lose. So um, I can you go back to your? Yeah, I yeah. got a career break. Like so, you're on a career yeah, break. So okay, like, yeah, yeah. Really, for me, it's like a. One win, if you ask me. Like. I, I was I just thinking this, and we always say, like, what's it like if Damien Duff says, like, yeah, I want to sign you? And that, it's not necessarily that you were expecting this. No, um, yeah, this is, it is surreal, I'd say, like, because, as I said, it is who he is. But I'd say as well, for my family, it was a bit weird. Like, my dad would have been the same. My dad was probably more buzzing than me when I told him that Damien Duff had texted me. Like, he texted you initially, was that the yeah, approach? Just, yeah, just like, just to see, obviously, if I was about for a phone call. Like, how, how long did you wait? Like, is this, is this one of the ones where you should wait about three days before you reply? Uh, Do you want to keep it hard to get? Like, yeah, you don't yeah. respond too quickly. No, it's just like, all, all right, listen, I'll get back to you later, right? I'm just busy at the moment, something like that. Like, yeah. no, I didn't play it that cool. No. Like, I just sort of... Uh, Accidentally yeah. FaceTimed him in your pocket or something. Are you into J. Cole? <laughs> More of a Joe Cole, man, to be <laughs> Probably played against Joe Cole, yeah. And with him, hey, actually. With him, yeah. 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 That, that was the joke, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. Yeah. Saw Joe Cole play for the end of his career, actually. Yeah. So. But um, singer. Joe Cole, <laughs> J. Cole, what? <laughs> uh, how did it oh, go Jesus from there, Christ anyway? <laughs> Johnny, you're so old. Uh, um, J. Cole, <laughs> how did it go from there, anyway? It's just like, as in, uh, yeah, so just had a few phone calls, liked what he had to say. He was, like, people would say, like, a oh, manager's always flattery, but for me, he was just dead honest. He just told me what he sees and didn't, didn't bum me up, didn't say, just told me what I actually think myself, you know, that sort of way. And mm. I just thought, I like that. I didn't, didn't flatter me, didn't do anything to say, oh, you were definitely coming, this, that, and the other. Like, so I just thought, you know what, I appreciate the honesty. And it actually made me want to sign more for him. Yeah. And I, we'll talk about this today as well, because I know your hours would have been interested, your working hours last year. I remember speaking to Barry McNamee, who, yeah. who took a job in the hospital last year and you know, would have been doing, and this was during... Covid, of course, yeah. as well, and and the night shifts he yeah. was doing as a porter and stuff, and I'm guessing like that was quite a like a pressurized time to be in the hospital with all that was going on in a, in a strange way. But I'm guessing like you're were you always like managing sh- training around your hours and stuff, yeah. and to go from that to suddenly now concentrating on training, you mustn't know yourself in some in some uh, respects, like, you know. Some days there, I'd be looking and I'd be like, "Is this really my life now?" Like you know, we'd be we were in, literally before we came here. It just goes to me, we're sitting here at, what was it, 10 o'clock or something, and we're just sitting having a coffee, relaxing. And I was like, yeah, so different last year. I would have been going for my 10 o'clock tea, you know. And like, what was a typical day last year if you were, if you were working and training, say? What uh, would the type of day be? Like some days, like, you would have got up, I would have got up probably five to go to the gym at half five because we wouldn't have got to the gym. So then I would have went to work at nine. So say half five to half six, whatever, gym, came home, showered, had my breakfast, went to work for nine. Then you'd work nine to five, and then you go training at seven, and then you go to bed. But like, when you're in it, like you don't really. We might have been on once, twice a week, like so it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm. And when you're in it, you sort of just get used to it. It's probably like a gap player in some respects. Yeah, like, yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. Mm. exactly that. So like, if everybody started doing it. If that's if you want to like, sort of like keep up with the people that are doing it full time, you sort of have to make them sacrifices to actually, yeah, even keep up because this league, I feel like it's so. Like everybody started playing at the top, like not top, but like you have to be at your game if you want to even just have a decent game. 
Mm. Like for me, you know, everybody, you have to be at it. Mm. Every team, whoever you're playing, there's no real easy games, like, no real easy battles. You have to be at it every week. So if you want them 1%, 2% gains, like that sort of stuff that you sort of have to do. Yeah, and particularly with hearts yeah. that you might be getting on a bus then to travel for, you know, every second week, which is another probably element yeah, to, like to you, it as well. You would have just took a half day, straight off from work, straight mm. to the bus, changed at the car park, got on the bus, the way you go. But like, as I said, there's a number of players at Harps doing that, so mm. you'd no real like no excuses, no. Mm. So everybody started, everyone was yeah, doing so that personal yeah. discipline. You don't think much so. of it until yeah. you come here. Then you're like, geez. Mm. Yeah, and a your situation then you were working as a, as you mentioned you're working as a postman. So I'm guessing that's early hours in the morning starts. So I, mean, I don't know, maybe maybe it's not. I don't know what route you were on as such, but like, what was your type of day? Because of course, Longford were training training in Dublin too. So that was probably another element to it. Yeah, I went in. During lockdown, so at the start of lockdown, I was on a, I was just on a straight shift, so I started and I finished, I was done. And then once the season came back, I was born to a split shift, so I was in at half five, five o'clock. You're sorting your letters out, you're delivering, then you're going home and you're not even, you can't even do anything. You're either going to the gym or you're getting ready to go up to Dublin to train and then you're back in at half one to half four and then you're straight to Dublin. That's, that was my day, but as Coyler said, it was, it was sort of normal, like you had, mm. you had laser doing it last year, you, you had a load of us doing it last year and you don't think of anything when you're in a part-time setup, say, and people are working every day. When you come up here, you realise how, how have people, like how were we doing that for so long? Yeah, and so what was it like for you then when um, the call, like when last season ended and Longford went down, did you, possibly know then okay I want to try and yeah. go for like a full time yeah. move was that in your head from that point it was sort of, yeah it was yeah pretty early on like when we when I knew that we were we were relegated and uh, I sort of knew then that uh that's I wanted to stay in the premier full time ideally um but mine I was talking to Luke Luke Byrne because I was going to go up and do the PFAI camp oh yeah because there was obviously being under 23 and stuff in the country yeah I was going to go up and do the PFAI camp and just put my name out there and see if dad dad see say anything to people and then I think I was in work and then the gaffer rang me and he was just he texted me actually I was going to say did you get a call as opposed to a text or no, something no, going he on me, he you got a text me. as well All right, okay. what's that feeling like in fairness because like you know it's like some the, the, the woman of your dreams texting you saying do you want to go on a date like you know and you're not expecting it you're, you're, you're kind of I'll see you in the AUL <laughs> 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 see you in the AUL it's a pretty shit date to be honest <laughs> you live with four other men but um, what was that like I, I, like I'm just trying to speculate if as a young footballer in a part time setup. Yeah, and it's it's mad, like you know, it's I was in the post office in Longford and Damien Dove's ringing your phone, like you know, <laughs> and um, I didn't like I thought it was a mess at the start, like I thought one of the lads just had like there is always a danger of that, mm, yeah, it is yeah. like because one of the yeah. lads because like they followed like my friends followed the league from going to the games last year, like that's what my mates are like did message and stuff like that, so I was like this one of the boys after. So then I went into WhatsApp and I made sure and then I said, yeah, look, I'm around. Check the picture in yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah. Oh, a, <laughs> you should have given it the old, oh, will you ever like... It's a classic know, journalist you, trick yeah, that. It's a yeah, classic yeah, journalist. Yeah, you always just, you have to have your guard. Yeah. WhatsApp picture is like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. number one. You should one. have replied, nice one, lads. All the best. See you for a few points. <laughs> like, you know. And I wouldn't get a reply back then after that. <laughs> Why didn't you sign a Durbin? Well, actually. Um, and then was it, a, it was a no-brainer, like. Yeah, it was. Um, like, there wasn't any wasn't any other decision to make then when he texted you and when you knew he was interested like and then when you tell your family like my mother's um she panics and she 
so such an excited woman like and as soon as I told like I didn't even want to tell her uh, like I was just like I'm not telling her because there's going to be questions and questions like even now just so many questions about everything so I said I'm going to keep this to myself for a while when I told her every day is it done is it done, uh, is it done? Is it done? that's class uh-huh. is she is she a Longford woman then yeah yeah and ha- was she into football as well like or no, she hasn't a clue about football right she just it's, it's wherever I go really that's that's all it is where yeah. my, dad I, is, my dad's a big uh, football head but yeah did, did, did you was there ever a suggestion you were going to go with Neil Finn to Cork I'm just wondering because I thought at the time that he might when he when he left Longford like or was there a full time opportunity before this for you yeah there was there was a few it wasn't Fanny though uh, mm. when he went to Cork no because Obviously, Fanny went in at a bad, like not a bad state at Cork, but he didn't know what way it was going to be ran or mm. stuff like that. So I, I never really talked to Fanny after. He was just checking okay. in and asked me. He said that he said that he'd think about it, but he never came and said, "Oh, you're coming mm. with me" or stuff like that. So you yeah. had other sort of options subsequently, yeah. but yeah, I had options, but when Damien Duff rings you, you're not saying you're not saying no to Damien Duff. Like so, so from your perspective, and it's what I asked Mark there. Are you the same now? Like you're not getting up at half five in the morning anymore. Like do you suddenly find right? I have this time now to train, or yeah, which can present as other challenges in a way because you probably have to fill the day in a different way, which is something that people have to be conscious of too. He's like, still getting up at half five. You hear my half five in the morning? He's rattling around the house. Yeah, I'm not that early. But, uh, <laughs> Listen to Jay Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep looking to remember. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. you know, like how do you? I mean, like, <laughs> like how do you keep yourself occupied? I'm in, I'm in college. Oh, you're in I'm, college. I'm doing, okay. a, I'm doing a degree online, so oh, very, oh, very good. good. I just whack out assignments when I'm bored or. Uh, We'll go for coffees. I never drank coffee until I came to Dublin, but it's different up in the smoke. Yeah, Italian, yeah, yeah. Just, what are you studying? Uh, I'm doing business, and I'm gonna go in. I'm going into business American level eight, not long. Very good. It's online, so it's handy. So mm. you can you can still focus on your football, but it's over now. So I, I need to find something else now to do. Well, that's good to hear because I mean, I, I, we had Ollie Cahillin from the PFI. Like, or he's, he's left the PFI. He was in last week, and it is the thing that. The problem with this league is that people know people aren't earning fortunes in it, but it's obviously a great time in your mm-hmm. life to be a full-time footballer, and that's an attraction, but you always have to plan. Now, you have your mark, yeah. you have something in your back pocket, and were you conscious that you needed that yeah. thing too? You know you know what I mean? It's not all, the, you want this to work, and I re, you know, really hope it goes where you want it to go, but you have to sort of, you have to have a plan B as such. Especially, when I, left the, especially when I left the post office, I was just thinking, like when I came up here and, I seen how much spare time I had. I was thinking, like, I need to do something. I need to... And you hear about footballers talking about it now and you hear people around the league that they're saying, like, it's so important. I realised that. Like, and I'm happy I realised that at such a young age where I can go and I can, I can focus on my football fully, but then I can go and do a degree on the side as well where it's mm. online. I don't have to worry about getting to Athlone or going to lectures and stuff like that. I can just worry about turn open my laptop and doing it from home like it's yeah that's what yeah. I needed it's interesting that Shell's dressing room that there's, it seems like there's a lot of you in the same boat with a similar profile that like there's a lot of people probably attracted by the chance to come to Shell's and kickstart is that something you can see that there's a sort of a shared hunger maybe amongst the group like yeah. you know Jack Moylan <clears throat> and I could throw out other names that uh, I know okay Aaron O'Driscoll has come home it's a slightly different one but again he's moving up from from the Longford level to Shell's that there's a lot of you ambitious and hungry to push on in your careers yeah I'd say that's down to the, probably the gaffer yeah it just he probably profiled that's the type of player he wanted somebody he would say that like he wants somebody that's hungry somebody that's driven somebody that wants to be wants to be there really that's mm. there to prove a point but yeah it's, I'd say you're right like even the age profile it's all sort of young players but then you have the likes of Shane Griffin Lukey Adam Thomas 
uh, Brendan Clark all there with a bit of experience then like I think I'm even maybe the sixth or seventh yeah. so like and Mark's 25 yeah right? so I'm one of the oldest like now I'd just say that's probably the age profile and the character he sort of went for was somebody that's people that are driven, people that want to be there. Mm. What's, the, what's the dynamic like between him and Joey O'Brien in a train and how does it work? Because I, I, I think some fans, they don't understand like that some managers are coaches, some managers aren't coaches. Like, What's it like for Shells? Uh, I'd Whoa. say both of them sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do they obviously dovetail well, do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah they definitely do. Like. Joey's knowledge of the game is unbelievable. Like, like I, I played against Joey last year, but like, I, like. Did you give him stick? Um, he definitely did. I, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Jeez, um, how many, how many late goals against Rovers last year? Oh, I mean, that must have. How do, I'd still be getting over that. But yeah, like, you're, like you're, you're not doing well. Like you're not doing well in the air, and then to kick in the tee even more, you're conceding the last kick of the game. I think the three times. I think the led against for seven minutes in three games or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Out of how many minutes? Like it was, and then you're thinking like. We're playing well here, and we still can't win. We still can't get a draw. What what is there to do? Like so, mm. that just that just killed us. Like really. Anyway, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, like he's not like he's so smart about football. Like mm. it's just and the advice that he gives you and stuff like that. I wasn't expecting that off him. I was expecting more like the way he plays, like that aggression and that hunger like but yeah he has all of that and he has such a such a football high football like you so without um getting the the secrets of the dressing room what was damien duff like after the finn harps game because I, I was at that game and you were awful on the night and it was one of these off nights mark hoyle is laughing which i don't know what that means but uh what was he like i'm sure you can imagine what he was like yeah because that's that's a challenge for a young manager he has to react he doesn't want to like he wants a reaction as well, I suppose. You were yeah. very good in the next week. You won your next game, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had the two-week break, which probably... Yeah. 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 What was he like that night? Like, how? Like, what do you say to Paris when you've had a bad, bad night? Um, he's good in that way. Yeah, like, he's good in that good way. Like. He'd be mm. a good manager, but I think you're only right to if you're a manager and things aren't going right to call out the players, like even individually or okay, collectively. Okay. Like, so he, thought he, he, go, he went about it the right way, in my opinion. I mean, he just... Mm. He gave what you imagine as any manager would. Like, if you mm. get, beat after 3-0 at home like especially like just the way we went about it we were so poor yeah, yeah. It was just such a poor way to get beat but like then come Monday again it's sort of you know it's back to business it's back to yeah you know great. making you improve pointing out why this happened that happened not like if he gives you a bargain he gives you a bargain but that's I think yeah. that's, that's football like I think that's normal I think that's expected and that's the way it should be, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. But you had the seven games in the month, didn't you? You had the seven games to start. And it did feel like one or two teams maybe needed that little break or that little recharge. And it seemed like you probably, from the outside, you might use those two weeks well and you've come yeah. out of that break quite well. Not break, but you know what I mean? No matches. Because yeah. there is something about the start of the season where you have a new group, but then you have a game every three days. And I suppose it's maybe hard sometimes to find mm. that sort of rhythm like if you know what I mean yeah it does get it helps you get to know who you're playing with like especially in a new group as well like you're yeah playing, you're not like just training 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 you're actually playing games you're getting into nitty gritty so you learn more about yeah. matches and stuff and yeah. I know I know if somebody said to me you're training or you're playing games I'm picking playing games over training any day of the week so <laughs> yeah like I, I I actually like those little breaks between those double games. ups yeah, I actually which do. we have this weekend yeah. of course yeah I, be, yeah I prefer I prefer them than just training all the time because even Finn, like say Finn Harps for example you'd, you'd probably want to play a game quicker instead of a two week break I know it helped us this time but 
you just got beaten three nil. You want to make it right, just like get, you know that sort right, of way. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I feel about. Like it. last Friday, you must have reveled in that. I mean, I, 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 I have to say, I love the game. Um, the the pressure Shamrock Rovers put on you it resulted like you were coming in, kind of blaming yourself for the second mm. goal. But that's that's the nature of it. Like shells have given away goals this season by losing the ball under pressure, basically, or or not. Yeah, but playing at this level now, like I shouldn't have lost it there, and but. The game as a whole, like the atmosphere and mm. the experience that again, like it was unbelievable. The like, roar when you scored, yeah, it was class. It was, unbe- like, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Like you're not like, and I loved Longford, but you're not getting that down in Longford. Mm. Like that's the that's the real deal about it. Yeah, like, them Dublin derbies definitely notice the difference, like mm. in the atmosphere and in the intensity, everything in the game. Like so, like that's probably another reason why you come here is to play in them Dublin derbies. So mm. in that mm. aspect, it was good, but probably disappointed to lose, but. As it says, like you learn from his first round of games now, so hopefully it actually helps us improve. Like, how would you assess your the first round of games then? Like, if as a group, would you think okay, God, you know, obviously you'd want more points, right? That's an obvious answer. But in terms of the levels you've got to, do you feel there's a lot more to come from from this group in terms of where it can go? I'd like to think so, because yeah, definitely, because especially too, you know, you were saying there the seven games and all. Yeah. We there's a lot of injuries. Like you lost Jack Moylan. Uh, I was out for a few games. You lost Shane Griffin after the first game. Yeah. Like uh, JJ Lonnie hasn't played a game yet. Mm. You know they're all big players. Like um, they'll definitely help us improve, and the competition for places will help us improve. And I suppose that week, two week break there probably helps us too get them back. And there's no game, so you'd like to think we're going to improve anyway. And definitely <laughs> with the way the manager goes about how he coaches us and all I'd, I'd definitely say we will be what do you mean by that just uh, like his knowledge of the game he said about Joey's knowledge of the game but the gaffer's knowledge of the game is incredible too like just some ways some drills you might be doing and it's absolutely crap first round he might just come in with one point and the flow of it is totally right. different mm. and you're just like well why didn't we think of that like it's just one mm. simple maybe a position change you go there you go there and just the flow of it changes and like that then builds in the games and you can see it then come out in games. So for me, I do think we'll improve. I know yeah. hope we do. Like, it's, this might be a bit of a stupid question, but like, you're obviously, Damien Duff's your boss, right? Like, he's your, he's your gaffer and he's like, you mentioned like, you know, your mum was really excited mm. when she heard. And it's because of that Damien Duff name recognition. And obviously Damien Duff and Joey O'Brien have like great stories of playing in the Premier League and stuff. But you're also their players. Like, do you, ask, do, you, do you ask them about any of this stuff or do you want to, you know what I mean? Do you want to keep your distance and not get into these chats or do you want to go, hey, listen, what was it like? To, you have to switch. What was it like to work with Mourinho or what yeah. was it like to work with whoever? You, know? you have to make that switch fairly quick though when you're in, like, you have to realise, right, we are, he is our manager now, he's not, like, he's, he's the Damien Duff that we've grown up watching. He's not your mate, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But he so. is, a, like, like, you'd play for any other manager, you have to play for him, you have to, to focus on what he wants you to do and stuff like that as, as much like the first few weeks you're like it's Damien Duff like it's you've been watching him on the telly growing up but then that switch especially when the games started coming ticking fast you made that switch to where you know, I have to I have to win games for him now and I have to snap out of it almost yeah, in, yeah, sense, exactly. in that sense snap out of it and just realise that you're here to do a job and you can't be just saying oh I play for Damien Duff and living off that you have to actually earn your place in the team and do what do what is needed of you. 
Mm. I know he, he didn't find your place necessarily on Daft, but does he check in on you though? I mean, this whole thing, he is looking out for you. I think he is, he mentioned you specifically, Mark, that you'd given up like your previous job. Is he sort of looking out for lads just to see? No, I'd say. Yeah. told him about the tattoo. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, should have wore tracks bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, it, it was, no, but he, as, as we said, as man has been pretty, very good. Like, because it wouldn't be in the sense of, he just ask you how things are, you know, he would ask, he wouldn't be calling out the house like for a cup of tea. He's not coming in to like bring like, through the presses yeah, or whatever. He, might, he yeah. might ask Griff, how's the house? He might ask, hey, how's the house? But he would do that to everybody. Like he would mm-hmm. go about everybody saying, how are you? He might just drop a text here and there. But it's nothing like, you know, you know he's your manager so that respects there, but he's also personable. Like you know, he would have the crack too when the time's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's down to business, like mm-hmm. the intensity in the pit, train pitch, it's quite, it's very intense. Like it's no... No mess, no none of that crack. But like mm. he knows when when you can have crack. I found that only very good that he just knows when to lighten the mood, when to when and everybody sort of knows when it's serious, when knows when the crack can be had. And even you look at Lukey, Lukey would be very good at that too. Yeah, he would be like just managing that sort of situation where like right here, but get the business now, like that sort of aspect. But then you know when the cracks. Yeah, you had to. Do you lads have many mates in Dublin? Like, sorry, do you, do you know many people in Dublin? Do you have that sort of? Are you in your yeah. own pocket the whole time? If you know what I mean. My, that, my yeah. mate moved up recently enough, but he's living in Temple Bar. I'm not driving in every day to see him in Temple Bar. <laughs> he's living like, in Temple Bar. That's interesting. Mm. Good God. Yeah. Yeah. Now we'd have a few people. That yeah. Because you know you definitely have to get out of the house as well. Even just go to your room for like just as you said, you need your own space. Like you can't mm. be there's five of us in the house. You can't be in each other's pockets all day every day. You know. And, Sometimes then you just need your own space or you go away and play golf or whatever you want to do. Because like. I always think that's a different thing for lads who are living with other footballers in their team. Like people who are at home, they might go home to their, I don't know, family or partner or whatever mm-hmm. the situation is. And they probably naturally take their mind off it because it's there. Yeah. Whereas if you lads have a bad day of training or something happens and you go home and you're seeing each other in the, in the, <laughs> you know, in yeah. the living room, it's like you don't get a mental break from it, if you know what I mean. So that's probably part of the... The challenge, it's a bit of an adjustment. I remember Griff saying that actually when because yeah. Griff we used to like Griff about going to his room at the start. But like he didn't he didn't really and we were just up like it was brand new to us, like we were just up around each other all the time. Wasn't and like sort of Griff room. Griff was like, Oh, when things are going bad you won't be like this and stuff like that. But he's the experience, like he's yeah, he's lived away from home. He's lived with in with Pat's boys last year where for the likes of me and Coyle, it's our first time, like we've never yeah, so if you have a bad defeat, like you go home and it's like, right, well, I just want to go to the room and get away from this or whatever. How, as how, how to good a player is he actually? When he was at Cork, I thought, um, I thought he was going to be a serious player for somebody else. Hasn't necessarily worked out for him, but how good is he? Uh, he's very, very good. See, his composure in the ball and his like, game awareness, I would say, like knowing mm. to like, win the press, things like that. Like his experience, yeah, massive. He's actually been a big loss since. How much has Moylan been a loss? Yeah, uh, massive again. Yeah, especially for that spark up front and. You probably we haven't scored that many goals, but that comes down to as a team as well. But he definitely brings that spark, like so. He's definitely been a loss as well. Before we finish up as well, we have to talk about uh, your the, the the loves of your life in terms of before Shell is Finn Harps and obviously Longford. With you, first of all, what was it like last year? Um, I think he did great season in many respects. What's what's it like playing for Ollie Horgan and Hegarty yeah. as well? And what's yeah. that dressing room like? Uh, it's I would definitely say it's different mm. from what it is now. Like it's a uh, but like, if you ask anybody about Ollie, like it's just he is. Uh, what you see is what you get with him. Like he's very honest. He's very hardworking. Like I don't think there's anybody that works as hard as him in the league. Mm. He'd happily go to Cork from Donegal as if it's just 
in the dairy. Like mm. it's just how the way a he lot sees, of matches he sees. Yeah, the way yeah. he sees things is just different. Like I don't like he doesn't see that as a big deal. Like while other people be like from Donegal to Cork, you're like why why would I do that? But he doesn't know bother. But then like just again, man management. He'd be different. Like he's old school. He'd be put honest. Doesn't doesn't lie. Doesn't looks after his players, especially the boys that he brings in. Looks after look boys and. It's definitely no easy job, like when you're at Harvest part time, different type of setup. Like it's so to me, he does a great job every year. The way he had to rebuild the amount of players they lost this year, and he's doing a decent, a good job. Was it hard to tell him you're leaving? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was tough. Now, um, Spice too, because I came through from the under 19s and that, mm. and I've been there a long time. And to be fair, I probably we I sported them when I was a boy. Like so, my dad would have, me and him would have went to games when we were younger. So like that sort of, it wasn't an easy, easy decision, like, but it was just something that I thought I had to do. Not I had to do, but just wanted to do the time was right. But he I don't know if he would say he understood, but <laughs> he's still trying yeah, to he's still, he's still, yeah, whatever, he's yeah. still his priorities found harps, like so Course, he's yeah. gonna tell you what he wants, like so look, there was definitely it wasn't didn't leave in bad terms, but it wasn't easy to yeah. say what was the game like losing three 0 to them then? <laughs> not easy either <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh, oh look it's one of the things like you have to take it the Just way it is the, it. yeah like it's a long season I'm sure I'll be the first to say that as well like it's a long season so like it would be different if it was the last game of the season and that was us what, what's str- what struck me that night though was like the players he brings in um, I, it's, like from all over the shop yeah. and like they were good players like they yeah. really you the, if you look at historically when players brought in from like proper foreign yeah. into the League of Ireland generally yeah. it doesn't work and these lads all look like they've been playing there for yeah. ages like yeah it's to me like that's what it says he he flies out there he goes out mm. and check, like that's how he signs him like he goes out and people are like geez he came from Ireland out here to sign me rather than just a phone call or, or, Zoom uh, or something yeah, yeah, he, yeah he goes out there and he that's how he gets them and that's you have to hand it to him like that's <laughs> he does it's it, unbelievable yeah like. it is it, you have to hand it to him and it, I'd say like he's out of his own pocket sometimes going mm. over there to get them players like so you have to give credit where credit's due like I think yeah. it's interesting the lads both went to watch their clubs and they were like you were actually yeah. you went to a Harps fan you were a Longford fan you know it's yeah, a, it's a, yeah. that's reasonably unusual like you know um, oh totally we don't have enough of those stories eh? like that I, I have to say I, I love the fact that I that there was a Longford pl- pl- lad playing he's one of our own playing for Longford um, and you know Longford is a small place. It's hard for them to have enough quality players, and not only that, but you're, you I mean, you're a diminutive midfielder as well who had to make your way in the game. Like, yeah, look, there was like when I was coming through, it was me and Tristan, like, and out of all the teams in Longford, you're playing. There's two people actually playing for Longford, which, in that sense, it's probably not. It's probably not strong enough. But um, like, I loved playing for Longford. Like, you're playing for the team that you actually go to games when you're younger and. You're seeing them every week and stuff like that. So when you get the call and you're up training with them every day, like it's it's a it's a surreal experience. Like, mm. and you're the the managers you played on the managers you played under as well, like um, at Longford, obviously, um, Dara's gone up to draw I don't know, and um, Neil Finn is kind of I don't know I don't know what he's actually. Yeah, doing. I actually haven't heard from Fanny since uh, mm. he left Longford. Like, why? And I I, I don't know. It's, I actually got on well with him as well. His, his stock was quite high. People would remember before yeah. Cork. Well, he loved Cork, though. He always knew he mm. loved Cork. Like, when that job came up, he wasn't saying no to it. Like, yeah. But he left Longford he just, at a time when it was just like... I know, but if Cork come calling and they're yeah. full time, like... Yeah, fair people, enough. People are like... and Yeah. I love playing, but you're going to... 
you're gonna do it like mm. you know what i mean like it mm. it was it was now or never from and he had to he had to make the jump like mm. which i understand in that sense like if it was if it was any other player or any other manager they were making the exact same call yeah um i think we're we're coming towards the end then um i think so uh, like, uh, you mentioned he's pretty chatty on the pitch mark right hey who are the other chatty midfielders on the on the, on the pitch in the league like who like you're playing Rovers last week, you're getting a bit of chat off any of the lads. Is Jack? Is you, Jack Byrne? You, you couldn't even chatting? talk. You were just running after the ball for an hour. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> who else is chatty? He's chatty. I'm not. He he talk, like He'd say, "Oh, I'm not chatty." He talks. He sounds more of a silent assassin, to no, be honest. Like no, you know, I'm not having that. He does. But come here after the ankle thing, right? That was 15 or 16. But what we didn't get was the follow up. The next time you got on the pitch with him, were you thinking? There's I'm that fella. I thought he was retired. He <laughs> shaved his head. I didn't know what he was. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, but like the, the next time you saw him, this was a this was the start of a little bit of a thing. Then, right? Like every every Longford Harps game was there a did, bit of a needle there. Did you go up the fall that year? Yeah, we went up. Uh, we went up that year. Okay, um, and then we. We only two years. Uh, so we actually didn't see much of each other after that. But Until you would you would have been like every time we played him, you would have been like oh this lad yeah here we go again but like same time because we played sort of that side and he's played both settings sort of you probably wouldn't have that many interactions with him as whereas I say if I was a 10 and he was a 6 you'd probably have way more uh, yeah. but when you did like when there was a chance for a 50-50 there was no uh, love lost I would say and when you say he's chatty what's he saying like what is he is he sort of, like, sort of sledging I'd, sort I'd of say like... he doesn't even know what he's saying like he's actually he's like, a, like he goes into a car, like, as I said me and Shane Griffith were chatting about it he goes into like this a character like it's not like Griff was trying to tell him like bring that persona to this interview today like you know this that he, that he is <laughs> over and getting yeah. Johnny's face I mean listen go and do it I want to see yeah. how, how that well, pans like, out he, he could come out with absolutely anything just anything it, uh, it honestly like. and, and for you right is that something that you can't like I don't think I, it's like I black out like it's not like I actually black up <laughs> outer like, body experience I just like it's not like I'm the oh they're hyping it up now or stuff like that. I actually just it gets me up for a game. Like I feel like I'm not added if I'm not mm. chatty. It's, it's probably just a drama. Do likes that? I don't know if he knows really. Uh, I don't know if he, he knows now. He does. He, he does, does now. Yeah. I and, really. uh, and if other players and other teams got at you for that, if you know what I mean, like is would they be like having a word? Yeah, I'd say he realizes now because me and Griff both said the same thing about him when mm. he was chatting to us. Like I was like, just they're totally different to what we actually like. I. As you said, when we, at the start of the interview, you were like saying, oh, about meeting each other and all on the pitch. But I remember thinking, I have to love this boy. Yeah. And I just thought, if this is the boy on the pitch, I'd be like, oh, Jesus. Just going to be but chatting then, at you in the kitchen then, when you're at the camera yeah, going, yeah. making a tea, yeah. yeah, yeah what are you up then, to? But then when you actually get to know him, I would swear to God, he'd do anything for you. He's a great guy. And, ah, you that's know, nice. That would actually good crack. Like, Imagine seeing when you take me Duff though, like, I, I, do you mind if, I don't really want to live with your man. We've got you a one bed. You're rooming <laughs> with him. Um, I, I, I did mention just briefly as well at the start show, I was at the under, an under 19s game the weekend. I, I forgot to mention this stand. I really like the fact oh, that. God, we're never going to hear um, this game. Joseph Anang, who's on loan at Pats, was just went, spent his Sunday to watch the under 19s and a banker was at the game. There might have been a couple of other Pats players. How cool has that been, like the underage setup? kind of coming through basically as you came along yeah, yeah definitely like I think when I first went in the 19s it was only the 19s there was mm. no uh, 17s mm. like, that's actually when I was younger I used to play in the north because there's no real there were setups but nothing really 
that good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Mm. Nothing, and then Finn Harps got the 19s going. I actually went there. But then now my wee brother's in the 15th. He's been in the 13s, the 15s. Oh, wow. For Harps. Better than so, you? Way there. Yeah. Way there. What's, well, I, yet, yet to be seen, yet to be seen. We'll see. <laughs> He's decent to be fair, but it's, we'll it's interesting. Ronan Manning, um, he just came back from injury for going out the weekend and Ryan's, Ryan Manning is on the record yeah. saying he's a better player than me. Ryan is at Swansea whatever and Ronan's trying to get into going out the team but there are a lot of, um, I think Promise Omicher has a very promising young brother as well, excuse the pun. Yeah. A lot of these... James Abankwa. Yeah. James Abankwa. Um, so how how good is your brother, Mark? <laughs> yeah, to be seen. What's uh, his name? Uh, Dara. Dara Coyle. Yeah. So we have to look out for that. Ah, uh, well, I'll not put too much pressure on him because I don't know how you deal with that. But yeah, he's... Oh. He's mm. doing all right for himself, and just as long as he keeps but his he, head down, he, he now has that option of coming through underage, like yeah, which exactly, you, which you didn't really have. Yeah, that's the, the difference. It, yeah. mm. it makes you so much better too, because you're playing mm. with the best players, and you're playing against the best players. Mm. So you're obviously going to improve. You get the best coaching. Well, when we were there, because like I says I went in the north to play because. Wasn't, there was nothing, there's nothing else there. there like. And, yeah. and like, um, obviously, Damien Duff has experience coming through as a manager in the underage. Sean O'Connor was the Pats manager. Uh, we had Brendan O'Connor and, uh, Christ, I, I should remember his name. Go, um, Sinis, um, on the bench, two former going out players. Great opportunity to bring coaches up as well. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah they get their experience from mm. there. Like. You look at William O'Connor, too, he was there in 19s, mm. just because I know him. And now he's at UCD. Mm. You know, there's, definitely that opportunity now is way better and it's exciting for the league too it's exciting to have this mm. young potential coming through like so hopefully totally. it continues that way Johnny have you got to this weekend's fixtures, fixtures. Um, we have a bumper weekend again the Premier Division Shelburne got to briefly mention the Brandywell lads <laughs> league leaders yeah, yeah. big pitch oh. yeah is that good or bad <laughs> more running isn't it it's what more running more running <laughs> do you well. like the Astro I don't mind the Astro. Like, even when yeah. we train on Astro, I don't mind Astro. Mm. I think it's... I'm not a big fan of it, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's sore in the body for me. Mm. I, I, Maybe I, it's when you're over 25, you think... Oh, some some body... It's, well, it's not natural for a start. Yeah. You're not designed to be running on Astro, but... Uh, yeah. Well, how did the Derek... He lost 1-0 in the home yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Dan, you were at that, that game. I was at the game, game. yeah. They can was, play better than that. That was the game where Moylan got injured, wasn't it? Mm. In the yeah. first half, yeah. so that was... Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks... It's I, not I, going to be easy. Like I, I predict that Shells will give it a good account anyway at the very yeah, least. No, yeah, no. Look, you can't go into a game not backing yourself either. Not who's kicking will patching. Uh, I'll leave it to Coiler. Well, Coiler will kick him and Darvin will just go and chat to him yeah. like, <laughs> while he's on the ground. Yeah, maybe. Well, That's yeah, not our game. We don't kick. No, no. no you, you actually don't. In fairness, I, I'm giving you and I'm giving you uh, more credit than that. Bowes and Finn Harps, uh, I don't know. I've yeah. spoken about that. I think that's a fascinating game. UCD Drada. Dundalk Sliger Rovers and the big one in Tala. Um, I was actually asked to uh, was asked to work this game if I wanted, but instead I'm going to the RSC, Dan, to see Watford and Galway United. I met Julian Canny on Good Friday, the day of the Good Friday agreements in Watford. Friday, we're going on a away trip. Good Friday. Waterford and we're still no good yeah, yeah you're no struggling good. aren't you actually, we yeah. are <laughs> struggling we're second in the nah, table nah what? nah not for long long, so for, you, long for a game in hand as well so you, were you long for a fan or something no no, no. <laughs> yeah. Just, he follows closely I was, yeah. down, I was down at the Longford and Galway again what, sorry Dan asked me to, to give my appraisal what, 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 what do you make of Galway United at the moment sorry well, she's playing up like while yeah. she's playing up top, like yeah, I four goals. Yeah, it's mm. like and he's flying up there. I remember playing up with Walsh, she playing centre half, like. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I think I think you were good in 
some parts of the game and then other parts of the game. Like I don't know if like from sitting in the stand, the pitch looks great, but I don't know oh, what the it's pitch like. Is bad. Was it bad? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's bad. No, like, well, I wasn't playing. I was in the stand as well. The pitch was bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's surely John well. Caulfield's experience might come in there too. Shane Griffin speaks highly of John. Yeah. Well, this is the um, this is the the hope anyway at this stage. Um, sorry, what? Uh, Shane Griffin. No, Shane Griffin was shot away by John. Yeah, Good go on. T- yeah, no, just that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. His experience to come to the yeah. fore. Johnny, he's, he's Johnny, Johnny, you were there. Yeah, that's what I'm Johnny was the Galway United media officer last year. And no, I do. Why, why are you smiling there? <laughs> no, I'm just smiling. I don't know what he's saying here. Like I'm just um, saying that. It'll stand to you. Yes, that's a good... <laughs> Honestly, the Good Friday Agreement was complicated enough. <laughs> Never mind this one. It's, right. a, it's a big one for us, obviously. And then Waterford have... Uh, we've a, with the Monday fix as well. Atlone are playing treaty with an interim manager, I think, Friday. Um, Cork and Bray. And then on Monday, Waterford, Cork. That'll be a bumper crowd. Easter Monday at the RSC. Um, Bray Longford, Cove Atlone and Treaty Wexford, Dan. Do we have a second round of games? We do. We have Shelburne and Bowes. We've got Talca on Monday afternoon, three o'clock. That yeah. will be, that'll be lively. That'll be lively. Yeah. yeah, those derbies are. Yeah. So you're learning. So you're probably learning about all these new rivalries yeah. as well too, because the shells have different dynamic with sort of different clubs. Yeah, they like do, the, yeah. they have a long term history with Pats, but the Bowes one is. Yeah, I think it's the big one. Yeah. It feels well, like that is a big one now. You know. Yeah. Um, Even playing in them, like it's, yeah. the atmosphere is unbelievable. Even when it was in Daily Mount on a Monday night, and yeah, there was yeah. a thousand shell fans there. Yeah. Like on a Monday, if you went playing, say, for Longford against Bowes, you'd bring. 100 maybe yeah maybe yeah, even, yeah. Maybe. you threw your jerseys yeah. into the crowd in that game yeah, as well yeah, didn't you yeah. you didn't have to get them back after did you no, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Jolly Watson was uh, <laughs> nearly had a heart attack what yeah. the hell has happened yeah. here yeah yeah uh, also on Monday then we have UCD against Pats that's 5 o'clock there's different kickoff times on Monday just people don't be caught out expecting evening games Finn Harps Sligo Rovers at 6 o'clock Shamrock Rovers Dundalk at Seven and draw to Derry at seven forty-five. Jeez, you, you could buy games. you could buy all of those games on TV and spend around hundred and fifty quid. You know, yeah, if you had the season yeah. pass, you could watch them all. But there <laughs> we go, and that's maybe a story for another day. Very very briefly, you fancy Longford to give it a go then? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been watching them. I'm impressed with them. Yeah, they've been very good. Future Longford manager over here? No, no. I've, we've talked about this. I couldn't be a manager. Why not? Oh, I'd lose my head. Yeah, but sure. People might have said that about other people yeah. who are managing oh, at the moment. Yeah. You I, know? Couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't think people that people that play for me like. <laughs> I, don't believe I like the idea of the Longford Very and the Harf, you know, Harps managers in years to come. Go. By the manager. way, you were you were actually a prick to live with as well. <laughs> <laughs> it all just comes out after a period manager, of time. He's a serious job apart from football, yeah, like a yeah. proper a proper job. Yeah. Like, yeah. But sure, you never know, like. See, you could go into management because there'd be a load of profiles of the scientists, you know. Yeah, like, that'd yeah, be yeah. The, whole, the whole, like Brian Kerr used to work in a lab in, in UCD. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was Brian Kerr when he was day job, when he was Pat's manager, he worked in a lab in UCD. Jeez. I think it was in food science or something he worked in, though. That's right, you Bizarrely. were, you were yeah. probably, were you in UCD? No, then? no, not but that, that old. No, no, yeah. not that old, no. Thanks for coming right. in, lads. It's been no great to have you, lads. Yeah, it's yeah. been yeah. really yeah. good. I'm hungry now, I'm thinking of that chicken, actually. Can we get a photo of it at some stage? Yeah. Put it up um, just no to see. Um, oh, it's top class. Top class. Yeah, I like the two lads. Thanks for coming in. Cheers. That Cheers, was in man. association with Future Ticketing, uh, Porterhouse Brew, and Collar and Cuff. And we will be back next week after two rounds of games.